I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney, for NPR Illinois Community Voices, and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host today, Craig, joined by one of my co-hosts, Miss Vanessa Ferguson. I mean, the most important of the co-hosts, the I would say. most important co-host. Absolutely. Only because I'm here. No, you know, I, even if, if even if it was Brett here, I would say I'm missing my most important co-host, Miss Vanessa Ferguson. So, <laughs> for sure. Well, and we we've got some guests today, and yes. one of them is returning. The other one is a brand new friend that we just had the pleasure of meeting the last ten minutes or so. We have Tristan and Sean here. They have started a new Disney podcast of Mice and Main Street Men. So go and check that out. We're definitely going to have them plug their show throughout this episode because it's great to have so many opportunities to listen to some great Disney content. I like their shows a lot because, well, they're not quite as verbose and wordy as we are. We give you like an hour and whatever. These guys get you in, get you out. They get you some good information. So I'll start by introducing Tristan because, of course, when we talked about why we love Disney, we invited Tristan on for that episode. So Tristan, nice to have you back. Hey, thanks. So, you know, last time I followed Alan Menken, this time I followed Jordan Fisher. I'm fine with it. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Well, actually, this is news to you, not news to people that are in the podcast feed. But the episode that we're actually dropping this week is an interview we had a chance to do with Dave Goals, Gonzo himself. So, oh, sure. That- so one more celebrity. I think. That's true. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I'm so thrilled to be back. You know, I'm a huge fan. You guys are like, in my top three Disney podcasts. So I, I'm just thrilled to even know you humans. So yeah. And we're both going to be in the parks. Brett's going to be down there as well. So mm-hmm. hopefully we at least get the obligatory picture together. But yes. then who knows from there, we're excited for sure to be able to meet up and, and actually get to see you for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Because again, I, I mentioned this story last time. I think I am like 98% certain we have met in real life. But yes. my memory is such that it's hard to recollect exactly where that was in the Quad mm-hmm. City theater scene. So I'm really excited for this and excited for the trip. But we also have today your co-host, Sean. How are you? Hey, I'm great. I, I'm fine. I'm fine playing second banana Tristan even. So, you know. <laughs> well, so Tristan I don't is, care who Tristan last week is your favorite was. co-host, right? He is absolutely my favorite co-host. <laughs> You have to get that decided right off the bat. That's why you got to mark your territory, you know, just in case anyone else joins. I know, I'm saying if anyone else joins, you have it recorded here. He said it. Three can sometimes be a crowd. So if you're listening back, Brett, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, You may have been voted off the podcast, but no, Sean, can you tell us about why you all decided to bring a Disney podcast into the world and how that came to be? Yeah, you know, I've known Tristan for quite a while through the theater world in Iowa, and we've worked together and we talk Disney a lot to ourselves, uh, you know, amongst each other. And we decided, you know, Tristan had been talking about this for a while. You know, we ought to do a podcast and thank thank God he is the technical one. He's got (laughs) us on all the platforms. He records everything. I just show up and talk Disney, which is like my favorite job ever. So we just finally, Tristan and was pushing and we came up with the name because we wanted something that was kind of theatrical, kind of literary, very Disney. And then on top of it, we both have our, our side businesses. I work for Briar and Main Travel Boutique. We are Disney specialists and uh, Tristan's place in the Quad Cities, which does some amazing theater, is his Mockingbird on Maine. So we both have Maine in our businesses and decided that was a good fit. Absolutely. That's great. Tristan, any more to the story you want to add on to that? Well, so I was just really inspired by you all. And I want to make sure that that is known because there are three podcasts that I listen to nonstop and it's yours. Matthew Kroll's Imagineer podcast and Lou Mangello. And uh, after being on yours, I was like, that's so cool that they're just in the Midwest and they're doing this. Like why? There's no reason I can't. Because for the longest time, I was kind of convinced that the only reason to do it, if I lived even close to Florida. And I I don't know if that's true anymore because we're we're getting a lot of feedback from a lot of people all over the country. And so thanks to you guys for the inspiration to do it, I guess. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Well, you thought if these 
these guys could figure it out. Certainly <laughs> I could figure it out too. No, I, Tristan, I got to ask, who does your graphic design? Because I love it. Is that you? Yeah, I do. I do it all. So Look at that. Wow. You are great. I love the logo. I love Thank the you. look. It is wonderful. So right here at the top, I want you to go ahead and tell people where you can find your show. And then we're going to dive into this episode, okay? Sure. So you can find us on all the major social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you just search of Mice and Main Street Men, we're on all those platforms. And the podcast can be found on Apple, Spotify, etc. So hopefully you guys can check us out. Absolutely. So now we get to, this is a fun experience for Vanessa and I. We don't really know (laughs) What is coming next? Because we told you all that we want to be lazy this week and we want to make sure that you have to do all the work. So we, you like to do different lists of items that uh, Mm -hmm. on your show. And I love the, the list concept for podcasts. It's a great listen. So I'm going to kind of turn this over to you. This is a surprise. What list are we doing today or what are we doing for this episode? Sure. So, Sean, do you want to introduce her? Do you want me to? Or I, you go. You go ahead. This this was your baby, and I jumped into the cradle with it. Yes, favorite co-host. <laughs> so, uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to take each Walt Disney World park, and you have to pick one attraction, one thing to eat, and one show. But you can only do one. So that is the mission we have, and it is not the easiest thing on the planet to do, as I, I discovered this morning. So, Sean, do you want to take us on your marathon path that you sure? Like where should we do? Where should we start? Oh, the the actual marathon path. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I I did I actually did the Walt Disney World marathon a few years ago. Oh, cool. I I it was not my goal to run it. It was my goal to finish it and not get picked up by the pity bus. And to get the medal. And the balloon ladies. I've heard about the balloon ladies. I, right? I, I did it in 2007. They may be a new addition. Okay. okay. Um, but, but it was a really cool thing. I, I am so glad I did it. And if anybody out there is listening, I don't think you'll be disappointed. You know, do some training. But it's easy enough to walk, you know, briskly and not get picked up by the pity van. If I can do it, anybody can do it. But anyway, so that is that is the path that we have followed on our show sometimes. It's where the marathon started and how it wound through the parks. So uh, we actually started Epcot, or at least the, when I did. I guess I'll go first. Should we do a, tra- sh- how, how do we want to structure this? Shall everybody do attraction or should we do all three? What do you think, Tristan? Yeah, we can do all three. So, you know, okay. the, the show doesn't last All right, well, and if, I go, and if I go first, <laughs> then I'm not going to risk duplication. So at Epcot, <laughs> at Epcot, my favorite attraction is Soren. I really, I am a huge Soren fan. I love the original. I'm actually going to Disneyland soon and they've brought the original back for the Food and Wine Festival out at California Adventure. So Soren is my attraction of choice. The place I love to eat, at, it was hard for Epcot to come up with one, one food, one quintessential dining food experience. Mine is La Cellier. I remember it from way back in the day when it was like a little buffet stuck down there in the basement of Canada. But when it became the steakhouse, you know, I just, I can't go to Epcot and not, and not either get the whiskey flight or the maple creme brulee. I'm just a huge fan. And in terms of my show, I went back, some of mine I jumped in a time machine for, because I decided I was going to, I was not going to risk repetition as much. I, I hearken back to the days of off kilter. I don't know if you guys remember them. Yes. But they were they were the Canadian sort of bagpipe rock band that that played for many years in the Canada Pavilion. I got one of their CDs. I just they were fun. They were quirky. I want them to bring them back off kilter. Absolutely. That's great. So now I have a question for you, Tristan. Are Vanessa and I also playing this game? So we need, I'm I'm starting to rack my brain. I'm going to make you go next because. Oh yeah, absolutely. Then then I'm going to make Vanessa go. So that way I have all the good (laughs) ideas, right? But, But Tristan, what are your, what are your three for Epcot? Yeah. So, so, okay. Okay. So stay with me. Just don't, Okay, this is not quite the corn dog thing, Sean, but it's I was going to say, is this another corn dog, Tristan? <laughs> it might be. So, my attraction is living with the land. Just one Matthew Kroll's heart. I yeah, I I'm obsessed with living like I have an unhealthy obsession with it. I think 
because Harper and I were just talking this morning on our way to school, like what we were excited to do. She's like, I can't wait to do Haunted Mansion. And I'm like, well, yeah. And she goes, what are you looking forward to? And I was like, you know, honestly, right now, I really want to do Living with the Land. And she goes, that boat ride? And I was like, <laughs> yes, but it's more than a boat ride, child. I will educate you soon. So, <laughs> so my attraction is Living with the Land. It's um, a hydroponic masterpiece is what it is, Tristan. It Listen, it is so... Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so living with the land, my food item would be anything at Teppanetto, I think. But the chicken and steak hibachi thing is really, really wonderful. And my show is ah, the American Adventure. I really love that. I think it's so cool and nostalgic. And I know a lot of people nap through it, but I think it's just fascinating. So I guess I'm kind of a nerd at Epcot a little bit. I say, so. are, you, are you planning to do the behind the seeds tour? What? I'm hoping so. Yes. Okay. So that we'll see how great. it goes. But, yeah. You'll have to let us know all of that, how all of that works and, and how they get all that food to us. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Vanessa. It's just going to be me because I don't list? think any of my family has any interest, but. <laughs> <laughs> it might be just you. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> okay. I have my list. I, this, I have to like preface this by saying I have a terrible memory, so I might need a little help on names, but uh, okay. Attraction. I have to go with Spaceship Earth. I mean. And, and I like Dame Judy Dench. I understand there are other versions of this, but I, I love her and I, I appreciate her. And so I, I like starting off my trip to Epcot that way if the line's not too long. So, uh, and, and then you get to like do this silly face with the, and then they put you in, you know, it, it reminds me of like, a, like Christmas time when they put your face on an elf and it dances around, <laughs> but then you have the, your own Disney version of that on Spaceship Earth. So I love Spaceship Earth. Places to eat. I have to say that I, ha- I haven't been super adventurous when it comes to cuisine at Epcot. So I'm going to kind of, blanket this with the food and wine festival because then you can eat a lot of things at different places i know craig don't be mad at me you have lots of things i'm sure that you'll remember i have a bad memory that you want uh, i pick all i'm pulling a brett and saying all 65 booths but like they have the things i've had that have been great they had a great lobster roll they had a great what was that croissant donut i know that's like not everyone loves it but i loved it it was so good uh, where are those in my daily life? Yeah. So food and wine, I think you can't go wrong because there's always something for somebody there. And then my show. Okay. This is where I might need a little help because I don't think they have this anymore. It is the Guardians of the Galaxy mixtape show. Does, do you guys, did you, did any of you ever see that? It was a few years ago in like the American side, that pavilion, that big outdoor pavilion and they were playing all the best songs from that from that uh soundtrack of guardians of the galaxy uh, it was very like 70s it was oh it's like what how often can you hear the best of the 70s played really well and it wasn't all recordings like they had actual musicians that, like they were dressed up as aliens and they had like an alien on like the saxophone they had an alien on the drums it, it was just the coolest thing i imagine it might be a little bit of what people might be expecting for this uh, Star Wars hotel experience, kind of like that, where everybody's totally bought in and they're dressed up to to fit the theme. So if you missed it, I'm sorry, but that was a ton of fun. That sounds amazing. Yeah, right? I love all of your choices, especially Vanessa, Spaceship Earth. Uh, That instantly came to mind, but I want to keep this a little bit fresh and not pick the same attraction as you. And I'm going to go sort of more in the Tristan mindset I'm going to pick the seas with Nemo and friends. And it's because the last Mm -hmm. time that I had taken my son, it was one of his favorite things to do because of the aquarium at the end and all that experience that I say it's in the same show building. It counts as the full attraction. You get to really see and experience all of that. Also, one of my favorite things in all of Disney World is the Finding Nemo musical. You're not going to get it anywhere else right now, except for that little itty bitty section of it, singing Big Blue World and Finding Nemo, the, the seas with Nemo and friends. So it, it's a great place to go. It's one of those relaxing places. It never has a wait. It's wonderful. But I will say immediately Spaceship Earth is the one that came to mind. But I wanted, I didn't want to get the same attraction as you. So I guess I'm picking two attractions. You picked 68 food booths. It's fine. <laughs> so, yes, I'm also going to talk about food and everything that it comes back to having a story. So I am looking forward to the most going to Space 220 this trip because we were able to get that kind of hard to get reservation and, and all of that. But 
I will say that Rose and Crown is my restaurant that I'd like to go to. First of all, the bar scene is really cool. So if you're in that kind of pub area, maybe post COVID, I don't know how I'm going to feel about being like, you know, very, very, very close to my best friends down at Walt Disney World. But we had a, a great experience. My first trip there as an adult with no kids, basically we went to Rose and Crown late at night and we were seeing if they had any walk-up availability and they did. And what had happened was they had one more uh, seat remaining, one more table remaining, and our friends walked up to reserve it. And then another family came up and the cast member was like, okay, who was here first? And the other person was trying to claim that they were there first. And then my friend, at the, uh, her name's Courtney Wick, and Vanessa knows her very well as well. She just looks at the cast member and goes, we were extremely first. And so <laughs> we got seated outside on the patio. It was a little bit of a chilly night, but it turns out that we were in the perfect setting to watch Illuminations from the Rosen Crown, and it was just wonderful. With that story, you would think that Illuminations is my show to go to, but I'm actually going to pick the Jamiters, and I love watching them. It's so great. It kind of gives me that stomp vibe, that, that feel, but they're so talented, and honestly, put them up against the Dapper Dans in Magic Kingdom, and I would have a hard time choosing between the two of them. I don't know. Uh, that might be a controversial thing to say, but that's my Epcot day. You know, Craig, I'm so glad you said that because so many people, I think they just use the musicians as like ambient music. Like they just, they don't pay much attention to the musicians. And like, this is why I stop every time I see anyone performing because you will get, they, these are the best of the best people. Like these are great performers. You have to stop and watch them. I'll get Absolutely. off my soapbox. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, so where are we going next on your, your marathon path? All right, so the marathon left Epcot and headed down the long roadway down to Magic Kingdom. So we're going to go to Magic Kingdom first. Tristan, do you want to go first this time? Absolutely. So my attraction is Haunted Mansion. That's just, there's no other thing. No, just no, there's nothing. There's nothing I can say. It's the best. And and my show, this is, okay, so this, I don't know if this is breaking a rule or not, but my show is Carousel of Progress. Oh, I mean, it kind of walks that line, right? But I would say yeah. it's a show, right? It's in a theater. Like, you know, so I've had this conversation with several people this week about that. And they're like, no, it's an attraction because you sit down and experience. And I was like, right, that's a show, though. And they're, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're like, yeah, but there's no really no live performers in it. And I was like, mm, I don't know. Like, it's in a theater. And I, uh, so what What are your thoughts on that, though? What do you, Craig, what do you think? Is that, does that, qualifies a show you think i would say it is i i would it, it certainly walks that line i would also categorize country bear jamboree as a show yes. even though i think it would be on the list of attractions if you're looking at something same with enchanted tiki room now there is an attraction component to carousel of progress in that you are moving ever so slowly but i think sure. and technically it probably was billed as an attraction when it opened at the 1964 world's fair before of course going to disneyland and then also the disney world but i'm with you i think that if if vanessa can pick 116 food booths for her food <laughs> in epcot then i think you should be able to pick this do you notice how the number just keeps getting higher and higher vanessa i do I, we'll see I where it ends noticed up that. i have you have a, a flair for the dramatics today i can save and that's fine it's fun <laughs> me a flair for the dramatics please so i think we're allowing carousel progress to stand as a show i, I would Vanessa, say yes. do you concur I, I yes think because fair. i'm not a big like rides person so typically if i like it it's pretty showy and so i say it's a show i love it it's a show i love it i love it so then my food here it goes it I, because i haven't stopped thinking about it is the corn dog at sleepy hollow i'm not <laughs> listen here it's, he goes with the corn dog again. It needs more love and it deserves more love. It's massive. So I'm going to go with the, the corn dog at Sleepy Hollow, Haunted Mansion, and Carousel of Progress at Magic. Ooh, that is, that, that's, a good, that's a good time for sure. So well, I can't remember who went after you. Was it Vanessa? So do you want Vanessa well, to go? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Oh, so go, you, go ahead, Sean. Well, I'll go just so you get another moment to think, since this okay. was a surprise to you both. Anybody who has listened to our podcast really knows that Tristan and I agree completely on the Haunted Mansion. It's like when we do lists in the future, it's going to have to be your favorite 
other than Haunted Mansion. <laughs> but if if I'm just, if I'm honest, that's mine too. Just as a kid, I remember being sort of scared to go and do it like the first trip I took with my parents. But once I did and experienced the ballroom and Madame Leota, even when she sat on the table, you know, I, I just, I fell in love with it. We have traces of Haunted Mansion in our house now. We've got some really cool stuff, some original artwork, not original to, to the Haunted Mansion, but but pieces created by artists that reflect that. So Haunted Mansion is truly my favorite attraction. I, I, I got to go with Tristan on that. And traces, Sean, I, I don't know if it's traces. You have an entire room. It it is. Uh, yes, I, I I I'm sure that that my wife won't mind me sharing the story of the fact that we neither one thought we wanted a set of black bedroom furniture for our new house, but we went shopping and we were like, we really like this. And my wife, it was my wife who went, oh look, that bedspread kind of looks like haunted mansion wallpaper, and I was like, yeah, it does. And so we took one one wall, painted it an accent wall purple, and then just she got me a really cool Gracie Mansion tapestry and, you know, this original, because she was like, we're not putting Mickey and Minnie in our bedroom. That's just not right. But we can do the Haunted Mansion. So Wait, so this is where you sleep at night? Yes. Like it's, oh, yeah. wow, you're really committed well, to this. <laughs> well, and she, she went with the theme. God bless her. My wife is Jackie. She went out looking for lamps. The lamps sort of have a funeral urn-ish component to them. It, it's really pretty cool. And she awesome. is an amazing person for letting me do that. So Haunted Mansion, no question, is the attraction. In terms of food, I've become a big fan of the Skipper Canteen. The, the menu is just so interesting. You know, you're going to find something really cool. The first time we tried it out, you could get like these, this spicy shrimp thing in a little skipper canteen mug that I now use anytime I have a mule. And, you know, Tristan and I talk a lot about the humor of the Jungle Cruise and, you know, and all the SEA references that are that are in there. So that that's my food choice over there. I, but I I will try the corn dog next time I'm there. I swear. Thank you. I'm really excited about you saying that about Skipper Canteen. I'm going to be there on Sunday, on Sunday evening. So I'm excited about that. It's, it's, it's very fun. The the weights, you know, the cast members are great. And I guess my final, my show, and I, again, it's like, well, what, what constitutes show? Cause I I chose wishes. Um, Again, I got in my time machine. It was always my favorite, but I also used the music when I proposed to my wife. And then, and then actually our wedding and was in Iowa at the theater we were working at. And our, our anniversary is the 5th of July. The, the local people do a big fireworks display on the 4th. And I went to them and said, can you, if I give you this CD, can you sort of create a show that goes along with it? And they're like, well, you know, the stuff that like launches stuff to music is like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm like, yes, yes, I know that. <laughs> I know that. I'm not, I'm just saying, can you sort of do a, give us a flavor? And they did an amazing job. In fact, they, they said, we just didn't have enough money to do what we wanted. So we just chipped it in and, and that's your wedding present. So, so so after we got married, everybody went out on the, on the patio at the theater, we played wishes. It was amazing. So and then that, everybody just said, is this heaven? And then everyone just responded at the, the same time. The theater, no, the theater where I'm working now, the, the artistic director's wife had brought their son, who is actually in the cast with me now, back when he was a kid. And she had to explain that not every wedding was going to have fireworks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good idea. Good idea. All right. So those are mine. They switched up. So should we switch up now, Vanessa? You want to yeah. go last on this one? Yeah, okay. I'll go last. I'll go last. All right. So heart and head pick here as far as attraction. My heart is always with Peter Pan's flight. But when I think about what I'm the most excited about this Saturday or Sunday, whenever we get there fully to ride, it's definitely Space Mountain. So my attraction 
would have to be Space Mountain. And I, it's just because I love it. I mean, everything about it. I love the, the darkness of it. I love the thrill, even though you're only going like 25 miles per hour. It's just like so exciting. And that's another ride that I'm going to experience for the first time with my son. So I'm just excited about that memory that'll be made too. And then as far as food, this might be slightly controversial. I know that a lot of people decided that they didn't like the prefix menu. I will say caveat is I have not had the food here in a while, but the filet at Be Our Guest is just out of this world. And then you get that atmosphere of walking into that grand ballroom and then seeing the West Wing. It's just amazing how they did that space in New Fantasyland. And so, and in fact, I, I love eating all around that place. My breakfast is always to go to Gaston's and get that cinnamon roll. So it's just like, all those places that they really did a good job of bringing you into the film to be able to experience that. And then uh, I think for the rest of my life now, if you listen to our Jordan Fisher interview, I am now obligated forever to say Happily Ever After is my favorite fireworks show, uh, yes, just <laughs> as uh, in, in love of, of Jordan Fisher. So it's it was a great show. I am looking forward to Enchantment, um, but I am also a little bummed that Happily Ever After did not have a long life in the parks. I'm actually kind of hopeful that due to guest reactions to Enchantment and things, I'm wondering if maybe after the 50th anniversary, they don't end up bringing back Happily Ever After and then just add the projections down Main Street because that's really the, the next level mm -hmm. thing that was added in Enchantment. So I'm hoping Happily Ever After does get to make a return at some point, but wishes... Man, that's a great fireworks show too. So, but those are mine. So I know I mentioned a bunch there. I pulled a, a Vanessa and her 216 different food booths at Epcot, but I would say Space Mountain, be our guest, particularly in, give me any kind of filet from there. And then also happily ever after. I'm excited that you, you said that about be our guest. I'm going there for the first time on this upcoming trip and I, I can't wait. So it is such a cool experience walking through there and then just exploring. So wherever they seat you, just know that they expect you to get up and walk around and take pictures cool. everywhere. You have to go see the Rose and the West Wing. They do have kind of like this weird dining area that's like, I, I don't even know what they call the room, but it does have like this beautiful statue of Belle and the Beast, but it really isn't themed like the rest of the the restaurant is, it's kind of an odd choice. But beyond that, uh, even down to the bathrooms, there's like this beautiful mural on the way to the bathrooms. So there's some really cool stuff in Be Our Guest. And I do know that people are complaining about the prefix menu because you used to have a, a broader selection of things, but I, it's Disney, like they, they hardly ever miss to me. So I think it's going to be great. And we will need to hear what you think when you're back. Yeah. And Harper's never been there. And my fiance is now playing Belle in Beauty and the Beast. So we're excited. When are you going? Uh, when are we going there? Next Wednesday, I think. Next Wednesday, Wednesday night. Okay. Next week. I'm there Saturday night. So it just would have been like, uh, it would have been odd had we been there at the same time. But but no, yeah. uh, that's great. Yeah. Some of us won't be there at all, Craig. Right. Just saying. Although I am going to Disneyland a couple of weeks after this. So. Oh, wow. That's exciting. That's yeah. I feel like my heart's being pulled by Disneyland right now. So I'm trying to... Uh, consider that over another Disney World trip. But since it is my turn, I will talk more about Disney World. So attraction, I I really love pirates. I I, I noticed like the last year as we've been talking about it, some of our favorite attractions, I'm starting to be swayed in different directions. And I think I have to go with pirates right now. It's the it's the ride that makes me feel like, yeah, I'm in Disney World when I get to ride it. So, you know, gotta love pirates. I have some Imagineers backing me up on that one. So I feel pretty good about that pick. For food, I'm gonna go a very, very highly specific on this. There is a particular item that I feel like does not get enough love. And that is the, uh, and I, I don't even know if I can say it, Cheshire cattail. It's, it's basically, for those who have not tried it, like a, a croissant that's kind of like wrapped over itself. So it's got some puff pastry elements to it. And then it's got chocolate chips in it. And then it's got pink and purple icing on top. Oh my gosh, it is so good. And they've, you got, if you're going anytime soon, they've been moving those cattails around the park. So you got to go find it. They're not in their usual spot by the teacups, but you know, the cinnamon roll that Craig mentioned is also fantastic. And the LeFou's brew. Oh my gosh. Did you all know about this? Like, I didn't know about this until recently. It's amazing. It's, uh, 
have to try it. And then for shows, I'm going to switch it up because several of mine have already been said. So I'm going to go with the Halloween party, Hocus Pocus, Sanderson Sisters performance. It is delightful, wonderful. We get a taste of Bette Midler. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just... A, a, a soundtrack even that I like to listen to even just in the Halloween season even if I'm not at Disney World so there you go there's my there's my thing I did pretty good for picking up the scraps that y'all left me y'all took all the good stuff <laughs> it is harder to go last because then yeah. you're like, I don't know if I want to repeat all of this although you both had the the Haunted Mansion for sure so I get it like you can't yeah. really go wrong with the Haunted Mansion well, should, for sure. Should we be polite and let one of you go first for Animal Kingdom? Is that yes. next oh, on the oh, track? Me. Oh, pick Vanessa, me, pick Vanessa. me, 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 me. <laughs> go for it, Vanessa. Okay, okay. So I'm, this is going to be a challenge. All right. Be, just because I want to get this out of the way, Finding Nemo is the best musical ever. And I don't understand why people don't absolutely adore it and aren't writing that it's not there because it is such professional quality theater i mean you would pay probably what you pay in admission to go see a show like that in a theater it's it's that good and the fact that it's not there i'm i'm just dying inside so that is my show now i know i did that reverse but i had to get it in real quick okay attraction oh my gosh oh no now i don't have an attraction to 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 say i'm on the spot here what's a good attraction at animal i'm really not a rides person so you know what i'll go with that big blue broad over in pandora she scares the crap out of me every time i ride that ride (laughs) what is it navi river journey navi river Journey. My, my heart i don't know why but i always get seated in the seat that's closest to her and i'm not kidding i my like flight or fight response kicks in my heart beats really fast she's real that is not animatronic that is too smooth to not be an actual human so anyway i'll go with her just because the thrill of it all and then a favorite meal i really haven't had a ton either to eat in animal kingdom but i will you know what i'll go with those cheeseburger pods because those look amazing again another pandora food item and that whole that whole restaurant area just the scenery is really really cool there are some other places in the Walt Disney World Resort where you do feel like you're in a cafeteria and I feel like at that Pandora spot like you really still feel like you're in someplace otherworldly it's really incredible so there you go for being put on the spot I did pretty good right I didn't take too much time that was great yeah, you did raise your hand and beg to go first. I did, I did, but only because I knew one for sure, and I would I was willing to struggle with the other two. <laughs> so I guess I will go next then, and I will say that the maybe like so when you uh, arrange a Walt Disney World vacation, it is always kind of a crapshoot as to what might be down for refurbishment. And luckily, right now there's not much down. Although I will tell you. My favorite attraction in Walt Disney World, I've come to terms with the fact that Expedition Everest is my favorite attraction, and it's mainly because of the tactile nature, like that that pit of your stomach feel that you get when you're going backwards down that like little like turn curve ramp thing in the dark is something that I absolutely love, and I know like Vanessa's going like, oh God, how can you love that? But I absolutely love going on that, and it's just incredible. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it's closed right now. It's going to be closed until April, so I'm not going to be able to experience it. But I do still have the memories. And I can say that this is the attraction I would be running towards if it were open, and I'd really be enjoying. So definitely Expedition Everest for that. As far as the food is concerned, you actually did take mine from Santuli Canteen. I really enjoy those like cheeseburger bao buns. But I will say instead, I'll go with my wife's favorite location to eat almost in all of Disney World. She absolutely loves Yak and Yeti. And so there is a quick service Yak and Yeti, but there's also a sit down restaurant. We uh, like to do the sit down restaurant because that's one of the best places you can get sushi on property. And it's really good. And it's air conditioned, which is great because Animal Kingdom typically is hotter than the sun. And so you can get a little bit of time out of the sun and you can really enjoy it. For my show, trying not to copy again, Vanessa, the Finding Nemo musical is like, I mean, it is, I'm surprised that they haven't honestly adapted it to be longer and then bring that to 
Broadway because it's written by Kristen Anderson Lopez and Bobby Lopez. And it has some amazing songs that aren't, to me, it elevates Finding Nemo overall because the story of Finding Nemo is one that I enjoy, but I do enjoy it so much more hearing this music. Uh, so I think even though, I, I think I am going to go ahead and stick with that one. I was going to say like that I don't want to pick the same as her, but honestly, I love that musical. And that is absolutely the show I would run to or go to in my perfect day. So I would say that two of the things I want to do in Animal Kingdom, I can't do right now, but still looking forward to Animal Kingdom a lot and going to enjoy my time in that park for sure. I love all those choices. Good for you both. That's amazing. Sean, do you want me to go or do you want to go? I don't know. Even... Even Disco Yetis need a vacation. Craig, You're right. So. And maybe that, uh, is that what they're doing, Sean? Do you think that's what they're doing? Are they fixing it? The, the minute I heard that it was going to be down for so long, I was like so months, excited. Yeah, yeah it, I think we all were. It's like, are they finally, you know, if they can make the big blue broad go over there, can't they, right. can't they, fix, a, can't they fix a Yeti? You know, they've said no. Is that just so they can surprise us? That would be awesome. But and, yeah, and Tristan, they I, I are remember testing it. they're they're testing the ride vehicles right now. So maybe we get oh, lucky. That. I don't know. I I, know. I remember I was there close enough to opening. I remember when he was still, you know, terrorizing you in 3D. So I hope so for your sake. Yeah, I, I would love because I love that attraction, too. It's one of my favorites. And I was excited for Harper to finally experience it because she hasn't been tall enough every other time we've gone. And she's watched a lot of the like the 360 videos. So she was really looking forward to it. But I don't know. Maybe we'll get lucky. That would be that would make the whole trip, honestly, for me, if that that opened back up. But we'll see. That's that. also one of those fun run Disney things coming back to the marathon now, Sean. I don't know if they did this before, but in the path for the marathon, specifically now the only attraction you run by is truly that's like when the park is in operation is expedition everest so there's a lot of people that will run and when they get to animal kingdom they will jump out of the marathon course ride expedition everest and then get back and then do the rest of the marathon i called them show-offs i'm like i'm just (laughs) trying to finish and you there were people like riding the teacups i'm like no that's that's rude It's just rude. (laughs) All right, Tristan, you want to go next or you want me to? Sure, sure. So Animal Kingdom, my attraction is Flight of Passage. I got emotional like five times on that. uh, And I was not expecting to cry on a virtual attraction, essentially. But what they've been able to do and to really simulate flight and just there's also that moment where the screen, uh, I just the whole thing is just unbelievable to me. Um, It might be hands down the best attraction that they have as far as technologically speaking goes anyway so flight of passage when i can't do everest and then food is the honey chicken with the rice at yak and yeti because i i i too appreciate the ac at animal kingdom because it's about 200 degrees there all the time and then show is finding nemo as well but yes lion king would be my next best option but yeah the nemo musical man that is a perfect marriage of light sound puppetry everything i mean there's a that's a master class in, in production and it's 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 too bad that went away hopefully the rumors are true that they're bringing something back in its place that's better but i don't know how that happens i mean I don't know it's get better it's supposed to be finding nemo just revamped and yes. i think they've committed to at least big blue world staying so well, i and you know, there's some rumors you, you two are, you work in the theater space. So I'm sure you have some strong opinions of this, but the rumor is with a lot of these shows is that they're trying to find a way to use non-equity actors to yeah. be able to basically pay a, a lower wage. And if that is the case, then that's really sad. You know, I think that what makes that show is the high caliber. I mean, you are getting in a lot of ways, Broadway caliber performers that are doing this. We actually had way back in the 60s, uh, it was right about the, the time that the pandemic was shutting things down. So I think it's like episode 65 through 69, somewhere in there. We had someone on our show who actually was Nemo in the Finding Nemo musical, and, and she was great, you know? So it's just like, I hope that that's not the case, that they aren't uh, looking to do away with equity actors. It's, it's a weird <laughs> pandemic of its own right now 
that artists are kind of being underpaid in general. I know even in my world, the non-equity gigs that I work right now are even paying less. And so, and I understand that we just came out of a hard time, but I know, I'm hopeful that Disney does not go that route and that they have respect for those equity performers and um, keep them on. Because there are a lot of talented non-equity performers for sure, but Disney's always been extremely well known for casting, you know, the highest caliber they can and and equity pays a livable wage and that's something to be respected and hopefully we don't go down that path. But mm-hmm. I digress. I guess that finished that. So Animal Kingdom, I guess it's my turn. I, I don't mind going last on this one because I, I, I can honestly say my choices were different, except for Finding Nemo, of course. Finding Nemo is great, but I'm going to go in my time machine because we've all said all the wonderful things about it. I'm going to get my time machine and go back to that theater before it had walls and go with Tarzan Rocks. Does, does anybody remember Tarzan Rocks? I've heard tell, but I, I have yeah, it was it was very cool. It was all ramps. It was on rollerblades. So oh, wow. that, it was it was a very cool show. And then, you know, once it finally went away, that's when they awesome. put the walls up and closed it in and, and created Nemo, which, yes, that, that is certainly my favorite. But, but Tarzan Rocks was pretty cool. And food, I'm going to go with the fact that that is the very first place I had a boozy dole whip at the little corner stand yes. in Bombay Village. I, I was like, you're, you're doing what now? You're taking a dole whip. And you're putting either dark rum or coconut rum on top of it. That is that is some day drinking you can be proud of, I think. Um, <laughs> you're iconic. Uh, you're just iconic. So, and, and and it's my wife will usually get the coconut, and I will get the dark rum. We'll sort of trade off at least at least a bite or two. Oh, plus during the lockdown, she created her own Dole Whip concoction where she just uses the coconut rum in it and puts the the dark rum on top of it. So we do double boozy Dole Whips at home. But oh, well. <laughs> so, so that's going to be that's going to be my food and attraction. I I honestly, I mean, yes, I love Flight of Passage. I love I love Expedition Everest, all those things. But I, I'm going to go with the safari because my dad was was generous enough to take me on an African safari a few years ago and to to see the detail that Disney has taken to recreate that experience here in this country where you don't need to be vaccinated for malaria to go out and get that the essence of what it is to be out there we also took one of the backstage tours a few years ago uh the the backstage safari my wife got to feed one of the rhinoceroses. It was it was just a really special thing to see, you know, how they care for the animals and and so I'm going I'm going with the Kilimanjaro Safari. Wow, that's really. Can I ask a quick question? Have, have either of you eaten, eaten at Tiffins? I have, I have not. I actually talked to one of my one of my clients did and really enjoyed it. They they were able to walk up and get a, and get a reservation, and they said they had a great time. Yeah, so we're we're kind of hearing like that is like an amazing place to go, and and I don't think anyone on Beyond the Mouse has has tried it. Although next time I certainly will. But yeah, that sounds that sounds great, and everything that you all have suggested sounds really good too. To so, the last park, yeah, Hollywood Studios. Who wants to go first this time? Oh goodness, I I mean I guess I I can't. Sure, yes. Yes, I can. Yeah, go for it, Craig. I will say, so I have not been on Rise of the Resistance. I think that clearly that is a game changer in a lot of ways. I am looking forward to that ride more than probably just about anything uh, that I will do. But I think that there is something to the idea that uh, Hollywood Studios was supposed to be a couple of different things when it first opened. One was supposed to be a working studio with things like the Backlot Express and being able to see actual Disney animators working on films like Mulan and Pocahontas while you're at the parks. That's pretty cool. And of course, they've gone away from that. But the other thing that they really haven't gone away from yet is the feel of old Hollywood that you get when you walk down Sunset Boulevard and the attraction that is right there at the end of it, one that mixes a a great amount of IP before IP in the parks was a big deal and does it seamlessly I could ride Tower of Terror so many times because of all the Easter eggs that you get 
you get to see all of the little props and things like that in the lobby. There is a real working elevator that Vanessa can take. And then that way she can experience all of the props and everything, and then just take the real elevator down and make sure that you are still safe, Vanessa. So you can still Thank go you. through this queue, but it is just wonderful. And the ride itself is so much secondary to the queue. And so that's why, like for me, I really love this attraction because of what you get out of it. Even if it's a longer wait, I'm okay with waiting a bit longer for Tower of Terror because there's so much cool stuff to even just look at. So that is my pick for that. Then as far as food is concerned, I go back and forth almost daily on uh, whether I enjoy sci-fi more or I enjoy 50s primetime more. And I'll say for this, I right now today, you know, I'm going to pick sci-fi and I love the atmosphere that you walk into. It's one of the few places on Disney property where the Rocketeer is uh, represented within the props that you can see behind the wood framing. And they have great burgers. They have a killer. So the milkshake you can get at 50s primetime, they will also make it at sci-fi. And that's the peanut butter and jelly milkshake. It is so great. It's amazing. You can get a, you know, you can get a nice beer with your burger and then to go, you take that milkshake with you and it's like, you're stuffed for the rest of the day, but it's totally fine because you're at Disney and calories don't count. Uh, so it's great place <laughs> to go for sure. And then I'll say my, you know, this, I'm glad that Brett is not on this episode because he would give me disapproving looks, but I'm really kind of upset that Fantasmic's not going on right now. I kind of hoped that it would have been back by the time I was going to go down there. I understand I have not experienced the Disneyland Fantasmic, but as far as a show is concerned, talk about a theatrical presentation, bringing Mickey to life in that way, seeing this like imagination that goes into this story. Yes, it needed to be updated. I'm glad that they're removing a large portion of the show that's going to be Pocahontas. And now it's going to be more like Anna and Elsa and Milana and some of the other more updated movies that we kind of care about a little bit more. But the idea, the concept of seeing Sorcerer Mickey and seeing him fight um, Maleficent and everything else that goes on to that, I love Fantasmic. So that's my day at Hollywood Studios would be Tower of Terror, eating at Sci-Fi Dine-In, and then finishing out with Fantasmic. Solid list. Yeah. That's great. Vanessa, you want to take the number two spot? Sure, sure. Uh, I have to say, though, this is my least favorite park. There's just not quite enough for me to do. And, and people told me, oh, well, once you go on Rise of the Resistance, you're going to change your mind. Once you do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, there's something for you. And I have to say, it's still a half-day park for me. So I'm I'm going to say Rise of the Resistance is my attraction because it truly is incredible. It's it's amazing. It's dramatic. It's it's awesome. For food, oh, see, I'm the worst for food. I haven't really eaten anything there. I tried the ABC commissary and just because it was quick. And, um, and I also had the flu when I went last. So, and I hadn't oh. been to Hollywood Studios since I was a child. So there's a, there's a lot of uh, knowledge that I don't have when it comes to food in the parks, but I will say those pop carts and toy story, um, Woody's lunchbox, those look amazing. I'm sure they would have tasted great. Had I not been so sick, that's fine. That's fine. Um, and then for shows, same thing. I haven't really seen a show there since I was, since I was a little kid because I left half day. So I'm, I'm going to go with the one that I wanted to see that I didn't, which was Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, I think is the name of it. That I remember seeing that as a kid and thinking it was like, why didn't he die when the ball rolled over him? He's still alive. It's magic. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the best at this park, but I'm really excited to hear what you all have to say because I know you are far more the experts when it comes to Hollywood Studios than than me. Well, I don't, Tristan, I don't think you've gone last, have you? I think this is your turn. I think you get to go last on this one. <laughs> it's what I have decreed. So at Hollywood Studios, because of course I love Tower of Terror and of course... Because uh, what was yours, Vanessa? Rise of the Resistance. Oh, right. Rise of the Resistance, okay. which which I have been on and is mind-blowing. It is, it is the state of the art experience that just made my jaw drop, especially when Disney made me expect one thing near the very beginning, and I got something completely different and went, for those of us that know our Disney parks and know what, what we thought was supposed to happen, you just blew my mind. 
And, and I think sometimes that's a little harder with those of us that go all the time. So, so I love that, but I have not been on Mickey and Minnie's runaway railroad runaway railway yet. And I don't know if I can choose something that I haven't been on yet, but I really am looking forward to that. When I get back to the parks, I just, the idea that Mickey and Minnie have their own attraction now in the parks and everything I've heard about it just sounds so amazing that I'm going to choose that as my attraction that I aspire to go to because I love Tower of Terror and and I love Rise of the Resistance. But I'm going to say Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I am so glad, Craig, that you took sci-fi because I'm going to take 50s prime time. Perfect. Uh, just, just to watch all those old black and white clips of people like Dick Van Dyke, who is my idol. Tristan and I both idolize Dick Van Dyke you know, all the food related clips and the food is so good. I love their pot roast. And it's, I'm glad now that they have the option of pot roast and a piece of chicken and a little meatloaf because they're all so good. And the cast member servers there are just, you know, you love to see them play with the tables around you. You just don't want to get picked on because you didn't clean your plate. But that truly is is one of those dining experiences that that I always choose when I'm there. And in terms of the show, because I, I I do I love my I love a good phantasmic. I'm a Disneyland phantasmic when it comes to that. I think I think once you see it, it's just a different animal. But the Florida one, I I certainly am a huge fan of. But I'm going to get my time machine again. Because I think that's the easiest way not to duplicate people and say the old Hunchback of Notre Dame, Notre Dame show that was on the back lot. Because again, it was a very high, you know, it was an equity gig. You know, it it just, it was so magical to see that film brought to life on stage. And, and I really, I, I miss it. I miss it. I mean, I know, I know they've got the Beauty and the Beast thing going and people love it, but I miss Hunchback. I can totally see that. And, you know, like, so I, I, I love 50s primetime. It's funny because, like I said, I go back and forth all the time because it also has dad's liquor cabinet, which is right next door, which is a great place to grab a drink if you're just, like, needing to hang out somewhere for a minute. But, like, I think the reason why I listed it just a slightly lower is because I always feel like I have to get my money's worth and I always get the trio, which is, like, the pot roast, fried chicken, and mac and cheese. <laughs> And when you do that to yourself in 90 degree <laughs> Orlando, it is like one of the worst decisions you can make. So, but yeah, no, totally. And you know what? We've never been sat at a TV. I've requested it before. I've been like, can we sit at a TV? And we've never gotten that experience. So maybe next time. I, this time we actually don't have either of those restaurants. We did have sci-fi, but my, my son, for whatever reason, said he's a little scared of it. And so we're like, well, certainly we're not going to put you through that then. So I'm just going to get like 12 Ronto wraps in its place. <laughs> All right, Tristan. Okay. So um, I've not been on Rise of the Resistance either, but I have been on Mickey's Runaway Railway and it's amazing. So you'll love that, Sean. My pick, I'm going to go piggyback off of what Craig said and Tower of Terror. And here is why. The the theming is amazing. The ride is amazing. But it's the memory I have of Harper. She was three, maybe. And we got in line. And she goes, what is this? And we were like, it's fine. It's not scary. Don't worry about it. It's okay. She goes, it's really high. And I was like, yeah, but it's going to be okay. And, you know, you, she could see the doors opening and people screaming. And she goes, I don't think I want to go on this. And I was like, no, just trust me. It'll be fine. She goes, no, it's too high. There's snakes, monsters, and animals. And I said, nope, it's going to be okay. And I have this video and I'll share it sometimes. It's great. But I said, it's going to be fine. Just trust me. So she did. She trusted me. So we got up. We we're going through. Everything's fine. She doesn't mind any of it. The doors open and we drop for the first time. And she gives me a look that like you have betrayed everything. (laughs) I may not make it. And my ex-wife and I are holding her down on the seat and she is just petrified. And we get off and she didn't talk to me the rest of the day. She was so upset with me. But now it's her favorite thing and she cannot wait to do it. Every other time we've gone, that's like her favorite thing to do. But if you ever want to uh, break the trust that your toddler has in you, you could take her on Tower of Terror and tell her everything's going to be fine. Um, so that has a special place in my heart because of my questionable parenting. But um, 
<laughs> I've also done it in a, in a thunderstorm. I was down there during a hurricane a couple of years ago. And that during a storm is amazing because that thing opens and the wind and rain hits you. And it's so cool, which I'm like, I, it might not be the best that we're on this right now, but I guess we're still going. So Tower of Terror is, is, is my attraction. My food is I'm going to go with Sean and Craig. There's that trio. It's like, it's like your mom's trio or whatever it is at 50s mm-hmm. prime time is what it's called. It's a terrible choice. Just but it's awful, so like, wonderful. Awful, awful choice for Orlando. Yeah, but so good. And, and I'm going to do it again because I have reservations and I know I'm going to do it to myself. And I'm, and I'm going to say, why did I do this? So that is my, my food of choice there. And my show is Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I'm obsessed with Beauty and the Beast. My daughter really loves seeing that show. Um, it's in and out. And so, yeah, those are my three. It's Tower of Terror, Beauty and the Beast, and uh, the trio at 50s Primetime. Can I say that if you had told that story and swapped out your name for Brett and then your daughter's name for mine, it's a very similar experience. (laughs) I was like, Brett, I really don't think I can do this. I really don't. You'll be fine. You'll be. No, I really (laughs) don't. You'll be fine. And then I was on the park bench in a fetal position after because it was so terrible. Just like. Just like Harper, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is one of your favorites, and you can't wait to do it all the time, right, Vanessa? No, that, that is the one, that is where the stories diverge, is I'm like, no, I hate this ride, and I will always <laughs> hold a grudge against you, and, and then things seem to be working out with you and your daughter, so I'm glad that she loves it now. But well, that's and even to this diverge. day, when she swings, we play on the swing sentence, she has a game called Tower of Terror, where I hold the swing up, and I let it go, <laughs> and she swings back, and that's what she calls it, so oh, um, awesome. I think I did okay. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, so holy that moly, like did we make it through everything? Four people, four parks, three choices yeah. per park. That's like almost as many food booths as as Vanessa chose for her. <laughs> that's right. For her 1,175 food, food booths <laughs> that Vanessa chose for her first meal. And that is just so great. And, you know, we've gotten the, the opportunity to meet so many different Disney content creators and the years that we've been doing this. And it's one of my favorite things because there's never enough like inspiration, kindness, Disney out in the world. And so it is so great to be able to have your show that I can now listen to. Actually, I uh, have been saving back several of the episodes so I can just kind of binge in on my drive because I know at some point the movies are going to come on and dad's going to be like sitting there like in silence trying to drive. So I'll have the one <laughs> AirPod in. I, I will not be doing two because that would be illegal. I'll just put that out there, but I'm excited to be able to binge all those. And so thank you for putting that content in the world. And it's going to be great to see where your show grows from here, but can you give us the details one more time to tell us where to go and track that down? Absolutely. So Sean and I have a podcast called Of Mice and uh, Midwestern Men, Main Street Men. Jeez, we, we do that I, all the time. Because we, we, we actually were considering that as a title. Our first show, I'm like, what? what is the name of our podcast? <laughs> Main Street Men. <laughs> Main Street. I promise we have it more together than this, but it's called Of Mice and Main Street Men. You can find it on all social medias and major platforms and you know, try to give us a listen. We know there's a lot of Disney content creators out there. I listen to a ton of them and why not have one more? Right. Yeah. You, we, you know, it's, it's all just amount of time that you have at work and you need things to listen to, right? Is that how it goes? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I will also mention, just because we are talking about your new show, we do have, it wouldn't be the Front Row Network if I didn't have a new show to plug. And so we do have a new show that had launched recently on the Front Row Network called Original Broadway Cast. It's uh, with our friend Gus Gordon, who is down here in central Illinois. He's going to be talking to a lot of people that he has connections to in Broadway about kind of their experiences and coming up in the theater. So I think that that fits in really nicely with this audience that's going to be listening to all of you, because of course, of your theatrical experiences. Sean's coming to us from New Mexico right now in a really exciting new uh, theater space. And then also, Tristan, you just wrapped a show. So if anybody happens to be in the Quad City area, why don't you go ahead and promote your show as well? And your theater, I should say. Yeah, so I run a little theater. I'm in it right now. It's called The Mockingbird on Main in downtown Davenport. It's where Sean and I record everything. I also work a lot at Circuit 21 Dinner Playhouse, where I'll be doing Beauty and the Beast this summer. So that's very exciting. And my little theater is always doing something. We're kind of dark in a dark period right now. And I just closed a show. I'm, there's like always a thousand things going on. And I, I absolutely love that I get to 
have a life in this weird profession. So, but yeah, if you're in the Quad Cities area, man, look us up. It'd be great to have you. That is just so great. So thank you both for planning our whole week for us. This is great. We, we don't have to do anything. Brett really didn't have to do anything since he didn't join us today. So anything uh, negative you want to say about Brett before we finish here? I think that that would be a great place. Uh, Vanessa, I can start with you. His hair is too golden. It's a little too golden for me. It's too bright. It reminds me too much of the sun. It go. blinds you. It blinds it, you when he yeah, comes it's on. Blinding. It's weird too. It just like yeah, I know. It's he's like a golden. I don't know what event Nicole Brown sees in him. He's just he's too shiny, like the sun. He's like a, he's like a Greek god. I mean, how much totally. of that can you really stand? Now, Sean, I, you've never met Brett, so anything uh, negative you want to say about Brett before we wrap? Well, up here? he he couldn't bother to show up. For a <laughs> right, guest exactly. Me. I mean, who is this guy? I mean, Absolutely. You, you have made us feel so welcomed and and embraced in podcast land. And I don't know, it seems like he just sort of brushed us off. Yeah, I know. I told totally him. Because he was yeah. busy. Busy, yeah. busy, right. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Tristan, uh, any negative thoughts you'd like to send Brett in this moment? Yeah, his hair and his beard are just too much. Like, I can't grow either one. <laughs> and it it just upsets me every time I see a picture of him. So he's just an upsetting individual in general. So, <laughs> And as terrible. if you didn't see this softball coming, I don't have anything negative to say about my second favorite co-host. Uh, I, don't, oh, I can't I believe you. all of you would, <laughs> would do that. So no, it's been great having you. Go check out Of Mice and Main Street Men for sure. And it's just great. We'll have you back on the show again. This was a lot of fun. And we'll make sure that Brett can join us too. For sure. Uh, you can, of course, if you're coming over, listening to Tristan and Sean, and now you're listening to us because of them, make sure you go and check out all of our past interviews. We've had some really fun ones. We also just like to talk general Disney zaniness. You can find Beyond the Mouse wherever you find podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. And the place I really want to promote is really the Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals Facebook group. Tristan is in there. I'm sure we can convince Sean if he's on Facebook to jump in there as well. And you can talk to them as well while we're talking about this particular episode. And it's just great to, it's a, it's a great community. It's very positive and you'll get some uh, insightful Disney-ness out of that. And we have a lot of people going into the parks. So I think you're also going to see some really cool pictures in the very near future about all of that. So uh, it's just been great talking to you and I can't wait to talk to you all again. Thanks well, for thanks sure. for having us. I really appreciate it. So for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. And I'm Sean. I'm Tristan. And I'm Vanessa. And we will see you real soon in the front row or maybe walking right down the middle of Main Street, USA. Excited to see you in the parks next uh, this week, Tristan. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be great.
I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse.